1: Welcome to the Gear 30 podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Uh, today, Brandon, Chase, and myself are going to talk about ice climbing.
0: Do you know what I was just reminded of? What's that? No, not, not ice climbing. <laughs> um, do you know how uh, maybe you see in movies, or, or maybe your neighborhood, you see like these uh, these gentlemen who are retired, and they're uh, they sit around at the coffee shop. And they talk, like like play talk, chess or something. They talk just, about
1: how things used to be? Yeah.
0: I'm, I feel like... <laughs> this is that. <laughs> I feel like this little once a week thing is... <laughs> yeah. I see why they do it now. This yeah, is yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, it yeah. is fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Back in the day... They need
2: a good podcast machine is what used they do. To like, <laughs>
0: recording their conversations. Those guys have stories, man. Yeah. You know,
2: I rarely go to McDonald's. But whenever I go to McDonald's, <laughs> between like 7 and 9 a.m., there's always a group of, of older gentlemen sitting That's around their, their table drinking their coffee. Yeah. Mic- one, if one we just coffee. stuck a microphone in the middle of them, I bet we would have a good podcast. Holy crap, yeah. I bet so. Like, talk about you got some, there you some go. That's uh, your free giveaway. experience at the Whoever table. Whoever wants
0: to take that idea and run.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Mm. Um, yeah, I kind of feel that way, too, because I often talk about, like, when we talk about rock climbing... I still like to believe that I'm a rock climber.
0: <laughs> when I was the last time you got on the rock? Two years ago. No. Wow.
2: I, I yeah, went with year, Chase last a year, year.
0: A year and a half ago, maybe. A hard 5'7". <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was
0: pretty difficult right, stuff. Okay, ice climbing. When was the last time you went ice climbing?
1: I haven't gone this year, so last year, last winter, last year, so okay. a year ago.
0: I probably 7 or 8 or however long, whenever I went with you last time
1: yeah so that was well if it ago. wasn't
2: for this arm I'd be ice climbing right now you have one good free arm I've seen ice climbers
0: arm. they only need one good free arm it's true and then they hook a leg around it and do weird weird things we don't need to
2: talk about but <laughs> get them up the mountain yeah I'm just ice. gonna use this as my excuse
1: <laughs> ice there's no excuse chase uh, no, suck it no. up it's just a rotator cuff. you don't need it <laughs> no it was the whole rotator <laughs> cup <laughs> uh so what do you need excuses. to do ice, is this something
0: yeah. that like you can't just like gently get into ice climbing right well, like you gotta buy some it's, stuff it's and you probably get some experience yeah. you should go with somebody who's been before yeah
1: yeah those are all good things yeah so the one place you can go um that's not close gear but 30? well yeah gear 30 is close at least if you live in ogden um, one place you can go to get a full-on ice climbing experience in a pretty uh, easy, somewhat semi-safe environment is Uray, Uray uh, ice, ice Park down so in Southern Colorado. Seven hours,
0: eight hours, what? Nine hours, nine hours,
1: yeah, something like that. Um, that was the first place, not the first place I ice climbed, but the first place I got a lot of ice climbing in, and um, it was so fun. But since then, I've done a lot more ice climbing and. And I realized back then my technique was just very poor. So and, there is technique. Oh, it's mostly technique. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you've got good technique, uh, you don't have to be that fit. I mean, you do have to. There is some fitness that goes into it, but it's not quite the same as rock climbing. I feel like rock climbing is like 50, 60 so. s- percent strength. Strength and, and conditioning. Well, you look at like people to like Alex Negos
0: or like these these rock climbers that are just ripped, like shredded, and you're like, oh my goodness. And then you look at like the best ice climber in the world or or one of like Will Gad. Will Gad, who very fit person, but yeah. not shredded. Like doesn't look doesn't have that look, you know, that appeal right. that that maybe the, the bold or strong boulder sport climbers right. might have. It's a different sport. Yeah. So the technique I guess is yeah. the
2: okay.
1: Now with the type of ice climbing that Will Gad does, like climbing a waterfall, frozen waterfall, it's more technique than strength. Climbing overhung, like mixed climbing type stuff, overhung, rocks, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's a lot of strength. A lot of yeah. strength. Yeah, that's that's so, different.
0: Yeah, that just does depend, huh?
1: Um but but yeah you I would say Ice climbing is 50 to 60% technique, 40 to 50% strength and conditioning. Rock climbing is like 60, 70% strength and conditioning, 30 to 40% technique. Um, and, you know, a professional rock climber may think I'm completely off on that, but that's my, my opinion. I, don't know. So I was
0: intrigued uh, on how pull ups can help with climbing, and I read. The complete opposite views by on multiple sides, multiple blogs or whatever, but do pull-ups for training, for climbing, pull-ups, 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 don't do pull-ups, pull-ups, don't do crap. Don't make it a large part of your climbing or like it. Um, I think we could agree and disagree Yeah. on a bunch of stuff as far as training goes, but ice climbing, I guess what you're saying is it's most like the fitness level isn't as important as the technique level. So if you are somewhat fit, you can still get up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and ice. I would also say that um, being a good rock clim- climber means very little about being a good ice climber. Oh, sweet. I'm so, uh, oh, in. A lot of times I take... <laughs> so I've taken a lot of newbie ice climbers up climbing, and um, and it blows me away because I'll take... It, it's almost always people who've rock climbed that want to get into ice climbing, and they will just flail and struggle and and... Uh, we'll climb. We'll go up to like Waterfall Canyon, for example, and climb the first pitch of Malins, and that's uh, about a hundred feet of WI4. So it's a great, great beginner ice climbing spot because it's not like dead vertical. There are some places to rest on the way up, but it's steep enough that you can use proper technique and stuff like that. So it's a great place to learn. Um, but it's funny, the first time these macho, really strong rock climbers get on the ice, they think they're just going to crush it, and it humbles them big crushes time. crushes them.
0: Have you noticed women uh, are better uh, because maybe they aren't trying to prove anything, or, or maybe they're not crossing over the rock, or they're, they're maybe they're... I don't know, have you noticed anything, like a difference with taking the ladies instead of the guys? You
1: know, I've only... I'm trying to think of how many ladies I've taken ice climbing maybe only one yes. and then maybe 10, 10 guys, 15 guys, something like that. So, but she was good. Uh, I would say most guys that I take ice climbing for the first time suck <laughs> and that one woman was good. So maybe there yeah. is something to that, but yeah. the sample size is awfully right. small. Okay. Um, but yeah, cause ice climbing really is about technique and learning to stand on your feet, uh, and not hang on your arms all the time. So you use your arms to, so the way I do it, the way I like to do it is, um, so think of, think of it as your feet and, and your hands make an A. So your hands are like vertical, like face height or higher in front of you in the middle, your two ice tools, one above the other. And then your feet are wide below you uh, shoulder width or maybe just slightly wider than shoulder width wide and you're using your ice tool you you swing it up above you kind of vertical above you or wherever actually just wherever it's good to hit you you get a good stick and then you hang from that ice tool your highest ice tool and you hike your feet up your crampons up and so as you're hanging from your ice tools and you hike your crampons up um, you're hiking them up to where they're centered uh, or your your high ice tool is centered between your feet, again, A A style again. And so then you get your feet set and you stand up. So you're hiking your feet up so they're bent in front of you. You get those front points in and then you stand up. And now as you stand up, your ice tools that were above your head are now like face height. And maybe your upper one is about face height and your lower tool that's still stuck in the ice is now like navel height, belly button, waist, whatever. And then you kind of work that one out, and you take that one, and you swing, you get a good stick, and then you hike your feet up again. I don't know if you can see this in your head. I can, but I'm doing a bad time or not I'm doing a very good job explaining oh, this. Good,
0: but those of us here on the trailer can see the technique just fine. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually doing it with my hands and feet. With the visuals, yeah. I got like it. Like an <laughs> upside-down T. like the, the arms right. are in a line, and then your feet go out at the right. bottom. And that's interesting. Not like climbing.
1: Right. But you're wanting to have almost all of your weight. Like, even on dead vertical ice, at almost any time, I can let go of my tools and just stand on my feet. The key to that is that you got your feet in and you want to drop your heels. You want to let your heels kind of rest down a little bit.
0: Because when you say you can stand on your feet, it's weird because your front points are in ice. There's nothing below your actual feet. Right. You're standing on your boot bottoms that your toes are stuck in the ice. Right. So that's weird. Yeah. (laughs) That's weird.
1: So it is weird, and it's weird to get used to, but the more you do it, the more you start to get comfortable with that. But there are plenty of times where I'm on dead vertical ice, WI-5 or harder. Dead vertical ice, front points in, and if you need to put a screw in, uh, so the the key is you let your heels drop just a little bit, let your feet rest a little, let your boots do the do the work. Because if you're trying to stand on your toes, your calves are going to scream very quickly. So you let your boots do the work. Then you put your hips into the ice, so you're kind of almost pushing your belly button or your hips against the ice, and and then you're almost arching your back back so that. So you can see where you're swinging, um, but most of your weight is in toward the ice. And if you're the middle section, if your middle section is in against the ice and your feet are down below you, you can just kind of stand there hands-free on the ice and be fine. Whoa. So then you're really only using your tools to um, help give you maybe a little bit more security, but also to hang from while you hike your feet up. And then you stand up and then almost all the weights on your feet and now you're just kind of holding on to one of your tools to kind of keep you help keep you stable as you swing your next tool and you get that stuck then you hang from those tools and you hike your feet up and you stand up and all the weights on your feet again if you're doing it that way you've got plenty of time to rest like you're not getting pumped all the time the the problem that a lot of rock climbers fall into is that they'll hang from their tools all the time and they're gripping their tools and stuff and they get exhausted because it's like they're hanging, doing pull-ups, and oh, they're I hanging, was hanging from on to their my
0: tools. Tool, like I, for dear life. Yeah. Like if, if I let go of this, I'm I'm done. But also, that was my only time, and so there's very little ex- experience, and I'm not comfortable with my feet yet. Yeah. And 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 relying on them, or at least I wasn't. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and a lot of that just comes from getting a lot of mileage in. Uh, ice climbing like the more you you climb the more comfortable you get with it and what i found for me is the best thing that happened to me is i got comfortable so that i could relax
0: did you dry tool to get some of that in or do you think like you really need to be on the ice to relax and or learn how to relax yeah it's it's just
1: yeah i did dry i did a lot of dry tooling too but i would say being on the ice was what helped me to relax i didn't really start dry tooling until i really felt confident on the ice and it wasn't that <clears throat> I think it was wrong to start dry tooling. It was just like we just climbed a ton of ice. And then when we got to the point where we felt really comfortable and ice be, was kind of easy, then it was like, okay, what's the next step to make it hard? And we started dry tooling. Um, <clears throat> but I got to the point where most ice wasn't that difficult. But it was so fun. Um, I, I actually heard someone, I was at the at the trailhead, for backcountry skiing and i ran across a the group there they were talking about ice climbing and they don't they didn't ice climb but they were talking about oh it's it's dumb it's it looks easy whatever else and oh it's just it's boring it's just the same thing over and over it's like rock climbing you get to go cool places and you and the the climb is always different but ice climbing it's just kind of all the same and i was thinking spoken like a like a <laughs> Like a novice. Like, like, a, like a person who's cover. never done it.
0: Yep. Well, do you even climb the same bouldering route twice? Well, it's really? right. Every. Like, who are you?
1: <laughs> but every time I go up and climb Malin's waterfall, the waterfall is different than the last time I was up there. Yeah. But, but that's not, but that's not necessarily the point. Like physically different.
0: and physically. then You know, the but ex- existential psych- psychological difference of you're a different person every time you do anything. Yeah. And there's varying different. conditions of ice. But the, the conditions of ice from the hour will change. Mm-hmm. But
1: I'll tell you what: some of the coolest experiences of my life have been ice climbing and just awesome locations. Because, wow. I mean, for example, ice climbing in Provo Canyon versus ice climbing in up uh, Malin's Waterfall versus Willard Waterfall versus Colorado versus Central Utah. Like, there's they're just awesome locations that you get to ice climb in and yes the ice climbing may it's maybe a similar technique most of the time but the location's different the fill's different i climbed malin's waterfall one year with colby weyman and um we climbed all three pitches and it was at midnight and that was awesome like i climbed it before but that i never climbed it at midnight and so I'm climbing up the second pitch, and it's about 40, 50 feet of dead vertical ice. And as I'm climbing it, I'm kind of looking out. I'm starting to see above the cliffs, out over Ogden and stuff like that. And I was just like, couldn't see the bottom mm. because it was so dark. I couldn't see the snow below me. All I was in was just, I. all I could see was like 30 feet around me from my headlamp. And uh, it was just so cool. I just felt like I was way up there and out there and it was really a neat experience and colby who's one of the better rock climbers that i know he wasn't a very good ice climber because he hadn't done a lot of it and so he was like like whenever he and i would go rock climbing which we haven't done a ton of rock climbing together but if we would go he's my rope gun like he climbs the hard stuff and then i can top rope hard stuff or i can't even top rope it a lot of times (laughs) (laughs) But with ice climbing, I got to be the rope gun. Like, that was too hard for him, too scary for him. So I got to climb it and haul him up, and he was just, like, thrilled. He's like, "That's that was, like, the coolest mm. experience ever. And so, I don't know. Ice climbing is awesome. It's it's gets you to places that you don't – most people don't get to go during the winter.
0: Well, yeah, and I think about – that's the same thing with rock climbing. You know, yeah. you get a pitch or two up, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. this is i'm seeing something most people don't see right. and then throw ice into that it's like yeah, like yeah a very small percentage of people are have this view or whatever ever right huh
1: yeah so i think ice climbing is fun so the things that you need for ice climbing ice ice yep yeah, a good location uh, you can go to mountain project or or whatever to find some locations near like you order some ice order some ice <laughs> i
0: saw Les was trying to make ice in his backyard
2: yeah, or I, did. I saw that yeah climbable ice yeah they yeah. Cli- they climbed it oh yeah that's nice. right by you yeah
1: you like in go- a
0: tree with ropes or something mm-hmm. i'm oh. not sure and like do they the freeze hang a rope yeah yeah
1: oh cool i've thought about how to farm ice because i could at, at my house it's cold enough yeah you can't do that um, over on this side well one
0: you could but you have the perfect week for it
1: yeah i'll need to one day when I when I have my final resting place property, a few acres up in the valley, I'll, I'll uh, build a tower and farm ice on that tower so I can ice climb all year or all winter long. But um, so you need the location, you need some ice tools, some mountaineering boots which are with rigid mountaineering boots. Stiff hiking boots aren't the same as rigid mountaineering boots. Crampons, harness, rope, uh if you have an ice climb before you need to find some place where you can top rope so you'll need a couple of quick draws and and your belay device and all those types of things um if you have ice climbed then you probably don't need me to tell you what you need but ice screws uh quick draws that you, sort
0: of thing um yeah how do you find an anchor and and belay up and and wrap down or whatever so in a lot of places where you've where
1: uh, people climb often, they'll have bolted anchors in. But if you don't have bolted anchors, then you use ice screws. Uh, and if you have a real long ice screw, you can do make what's called a V-thread, where you screw the ice screw in at an angle from one side, and then you take the screw back out and you drill in and you try to meet the holes together from a, a different angle, so it makes a V oh, huh. in the ice. No,
0: do you, and then you gotta put the rope through that. And
1: then you put no, you don't put the rope through. Oh. You put. Uh, webbing through webbing through, and then uh, you can clip a quick draw to it and clip the rope to that or you can do the webbing as your anchor and then you use that as an anchor you're not doing v threads as quick draw or as in place of ice screws but as an anchor you can do that and so you can use that to wrap off of and what you want to do is if you're going to wrap off of that the first person that goes down you put another ice screw in above that and you connect them as kind of a backup in case mm-hmm. it fails and then people wrap down and then if you feel confident, those, those, um, V threads are ridiculously strong. If you do a good V thread and good ice, I mean, they're, they are so, so strong. Like you could probably hang that's crazy. thousands of pounds from them. You could probably hang, a, so hang a car from it. I that's mean, nuts. it's crazy how strong they are. So, and ice screws are the same way. If you put in an ice screw properly in solid ice, ooh, super strong. Hmm. But ice always varies. So, you can have good quality ice and you can have crappy ice. And you put an ice screw in crappy ice and it's not strong at all. You put it in good ice, it's super. And
0: it really tells you there's strong. signs. It says, this is crappy ice. Right. This is really exactly. good ice. Put your ice screw here. Right. That's good to yeah. know.
1: <laughs> so, and then, of course, um... As you're, as you're climbing uh you're going to want to have some good uh climbing gear now climbing gear is different from ski gear you don't want baggy pants when you're ice climbing because you'll catch your crampons um so what i do when i'm ice climbing is i have what i call an action suit and a belay Whoa. belay suit so action suit is what i might ice climbing, climbing. In. it'll Got be it. trim fitting softshell pants usually um And then and maybe a base layer underneath it. And I've got a base layer on top, maybe a a grid fleece jacket and like a soft shell or a hard shell or whatever, depending on the conditions, just something that'll keep me dry. But that breathes really well because when you're climbing, you're working up a sweat. So you want it to breathe well. You don't want to overdress for the climbing part. But then you do want to have a warm belay jacket that you can throw on over the top of everything once you stop because you'll go from like working hard and sweating and working up a sweat to sitting for the next 45 minutes and it gets cold
0: so wait you do you leave the belay jacket at the bottom or do you, you take it with you on the way so,
1: so if you're depending, climbing on. yeah depending on the situation if you're just top roping something and you're doing laps you just leave it at the bottom when you get to the bottom to belay you throw it on if you're doing a multi-bitch thing then you'll Usually the person leading the route will have a small pack that'll have their belay jacket, maybe some warmer gloves or something to play with, maybe some food or water or whatever, but they'll have a small pack to climb with, and then the person following might carry a little bigger pack with more provisions. Um, At least that's how me and my friends do it when we're climbing something big, but it's been a few years since we've done any real big stuff.
0: And then you use certain gloves.
1: Yeah, so I like ice gloves. Yeah, I like thinner, thinner, more dexterous gloves are better. I actually find that um, thicker, warmer gloves. I they just I get so pumped. Like my arms get so tired if I've got thick, bulky gloves. So I try to get like the thinnest gloves that I can do. And then um, there's a phenomenon. The ice climbers calls call screaming barfies and that's where your hands get so cold when they start to warm up it hurts so bad that it makes you want to scream and barf this so
0: sounds they, like a great time yeah so they call it screaming a scre- barfies. screaming barf now they get cold because they're above your head the because flow. they're
1: yeah and a lot of times they get cold because people because yes they're above your head but also over gripping and that sort of thing and then um wet and it's cold out and sometimes they can get wet but it's usually not so much the wet wetness it's just above your head and if you're not acclimated to the cold then your hands can get cold easily once you get the screaming barfies generally your hands won't get cold again the rest of the day it's kind of like fixed and your your hands will be pretty warm um, from there on out so i don't like if i get the screaming barfies i know all oh, this is going to hurt really bad for like the next 30 minutes or 30 seconds maybe a minute
0: but you almost bring them on but it's it's almost like like, bring it on because then
1: i'm good the rest of the time Hmm. but after a while after ice climbing a lot i just stopped getting them my just hands just wouldn't get cold so what i would usually do is i'd have a thin base layer glove and then a real thin ice climbing glove over the top of it and then i would have some thicker warmer gloves for belaying. If my hands start getting cold, then I'd put a warmer glove on for belaying to add a leather palm so they wouldn't get worn out. Um, but what I found is more often than not, my hands stay good with just the thin gloves um, after I got used to it. Um, but if I ever go to climb something bigger where we're going to be out, out there a ways and stuff and it's going to be colder, then I usually take a bring a warm mitten with a leather palm that I can belay with and that usually does it for me so
0: okay so not a lot i mean it's kind of pricey because for something that maybe yeah i mean it's definitely seasonal but
1: uh yeah ice tools are are expensive i mean 300 plus dollars per tool which is great which is so 600 bucks yeah i mean they're not all that expensive but most of the popular ones are
2: yeah um Speaking of which, we just sold a pair of casino ice axes yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Ice axes or ice tools?
2: Ice. Okay, what's the difference? Uh, Tools.
1: Ice climbing. You use ice tools for ice climbing, and ice axe is what you'd use for, like, self-arresting when you're mountaineering and stuff.
2: Because I use ice axes. I remember that. (laughs) Axe versus tool. Mm,
1: I mean, it is just lingo. I guess ice tools are also ice axes, but if you went into a shop and said, do you have any ice axes they would take you to a poa which is a mm-hmm. long skinny mm-hmm. straight shaft your traditional your traditional mountaineering yeah axe and then if you ask for ice tools they'll take you to the ice climbing stuff and that has a curved shaft bigger handles to hang on it's for climbing waterfalls although i have climbed it's a tool yeah <laughs> i have climbed um waterfalls with and actually this is funny so I was up with my buddy Phil we were going to climb Willard waterfall and um, early in the season that's the first one to freeze so we go up there early season and it's Wi3 so it's pretty easy we just run laps on it ropeless to get in shape and we got up there and he'd forgotten his ice tools but he and I for some reason we had mountaineering axes in in the car in a, like on the backpack because we'd just been i don't <laughs> i don't even know why but we had mountaineering axes and he's like oh i'll just use those so he was climbing willard waterfall with like a, two poas like yeah. mountaineering axes and it was something else like not ideal not ideal no it's way harder and instead of instead of hanging from the handles he would get it to stick and then he'd grab the top of the ax, like mm-hmm. the ax head to pull himself up. Because if you hang from the handle that it'll pop out and stuff. So, but he climbed that, he soloed that whole thing with just two PLAs, which I wouldn't have done, but <laughs> he did just fine <laughs> anyway. So yeah, there's a difference between ice ax and ice tools. So you want ice tools for ice climbing, ice ax for general mountaineering, ski mountaineering, that sort of thing. Um, what else do you need? Helmet. Helmet is a must. Um, sometimes, depending on the situation, you can, if you're cragging at a real popular crag, you can kind of get away without a helmet for rock climbing. Ice climbing, you always need a helmet all the time, no matter what.
0: Because the uh, ice breaks free?
1: ice breaks free, yeah, and it's it's pretty common to just get knocked on the head with an nice ice chunk from above or whatever, mm, and you just, crazy. it's just what it is. You just continue forward. Um, so, you, but you need to have a, a helmet for sure. You don't climb unless you have a helmet. So, um, backpack to carry it all, warm belay you jacket. Do you I wear the same that.
0: boot? What boots do you have?
1: So, I've got a couple of different pairs of mountaineering boots. I've got both of them are both of them are Scarpa. And I had a pair of Las Sportivas that I sold a while back that I I liked decently. So I had the Scarpa Phantom uh the phantom guides that's what they're called they there's a few different brand, uh, models of phantom but i've got the phantom guides and i've also got the rebel ultras which are like a real lightweight ice climbing boot and that's what i use around here because it doesn't get that cold but if i'm going to climb in a place that's colder i'll take the phantom guides because that's a, a warmer boot and i love both now of do those you hike
0: into the waterfall in those yeah
2: okay
1: yeah and then, uh I also had the Batura Evo, the la sportiva Batura Evo. I don't think they make Whoa. them anymore.
0: so that's a bigger boot That's right? a
1: bigger boot that's similar to like the Phantom Guide for warmth, maybe even to touch warmer
0: is that is that like your like a Himalayan boot or is that no no okay
1: no, but it's a it's a like a it's a winter mountaineering boot. it's just a single boot. Um, though if you were up in the Himalayas or Denali or something, you'd want a double boot with a removable liner. Um, but it's a warm boot. I I climbed Rainier in the spring in that boot, and that was it was warm enough. It did the trick, um, and it was a good ice climbing boot too. But I it wasn't quite as comfortable for my foot as the Scarpa um, Phantom Guide, so I, I just stuck with that one.
0: And then how important? Like, can you just buy? Pretty much any crampon is a certain crampon you need to get.
1: Yeah, so there's some crampons that are a little bit more general mountaineering specific uh, or general mountaineering specific. That <laughs> didn't make a lot of sense. General specific. Yeah, <laughs> general mountaineering crampons, and then there's ice climbing like, specific crampons.
0: Uh, mountaineering meaning um, what? Ski H- mountaineering.
2: Yeah,
1: climbing a mountain with snow where you may come across some ice and stuff. Glacier travel. Yeah, but that not, sort of thing. Not, but not vertical. vertical. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So usually, you can tell the difference, one of the main ways you can tell the difference is on waterfall climbing crampons, the front points are vertical, they're oriented vertically, whereas a general mountaineering crampon, the front points are more horizontal. So imagine general uh, crampons with the horizontal, it almost makes like this, this flat shelf for your front points to go in. And it gives you a little bit more buoyancy in softer sn- ice and hard snow. So you can get purchased in that type of situation.
0: That's what my, my Easton snowshoes have. So <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm ready to use those on yep. some vertical ice. Yeah, exactly. Go for it. <laughs> so,
1: um, and, and the ice climbing crampons have vertical front points. And um, those are going to be better for sticking into hard ice. They won't fracture the ice as much they'll stick well but if you were trying to climb like soft ice or hard snow on them they would slide through the ice or snow because they're they're skinny um and there's not much of a platform so um if you get a general cramp on that has the horizontal front points and you put them into waterfall ice you can do that but it's going to break the ice more so you're going to have to kick more often until you get a good a good stick or a good platform to stand on the vertical ones, they don't won't fracture the ice as much. So, there definitely is a difference between the two. Now, you can use ice climbing crampons for general mountaineering, it's just not as ideal. You can use general mountaineering crampons for ice climbing, just not as ideal. Um, so, if you want to just ice climb, then get ice climbing crampons. If you want to do just general mountaineering, get general mountaineering crampons. If you want to do both, get two, two crampons. Get <laughs> two, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good okay. idea. Yeah, that's uh, good. And then the other thing is if you're looking at ice tools, the more curve there is to the tool, that generally means that the ice tool is designed more for vertical waterfall ice and mixed climbing, and the more, like, the straighter the shaft, that usually means it's kind of a little bit more toward the general mountaineering slash lower angle ice type stuff, and so... Um and then you've got some in the middle, like the the Exol Mountains from Cassine or the uh quarks from Petzel or the uh, Black Diamond uh Vipers Cobras and Vipers. <laughs> both of those.
0: Some snakes. Um the snakes.
1: Those are all kind of your good all around ice tools. Then you start looking at like the Petzl No-Mix, and that's that's where you start getting into, or the, or even the Petzl Ergos, that's where you start getting into um, mixed climbing and and more waterfall only type tools. And then uh, if you find any with a straight shaft, that's just more general mountaineering. So, sweet. That uh. Jeez, I, do I you have any interest? Ice climbing
2: 101. You know, I I would love to do some ice climbing. Um, I was scared. I want to do ice climbing so I can get a better background in that so I can do more ski mountaineering. Um, My my goal wouldn't be to ice climb, to strictly ice climb, because my passion is totally on the ski side. But I'd love to be able to hit some some cool peaks and stuff that I can't hit right now because I lack the skill that I think ice climbing would bring. Yeah. So.
0: I thought it was fun the one time I went. (laughs) And... um, I felt very out of sorts. Like yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, probably didn't have all of the correct gear or whatever, but um, I would have had lighter boots or something. And I don't remember what crampons I had, but I think the I axes were Webers or something. So yeah. um, and those were fine. But I learned a lot. Like like you were, well, you were great uh, of about how to strike your tool and where to place it and what to look for. And, you said like a dish. Yes. Dish piece of ice and I'm like, what the heck? I, I, like there's a lot. So you got to go with somebody who knows what they're doing cuz you just go out there it's like there's a lot you don't know.
1: Yeah. A lot of times when you when you swing into ice if so the ice will have it's not flat. Like there's bulges and dips and stuff and if you swing onto a bulge, a lot of times that'll cause the ice on that bulge to break. And they call it dinner plating. So you hit the ice bulge and it and it breaks in like this big like dinner plate size bit of ice will oftentimes break off and come off and um so you don't want to necessarily hit on the bulges but if you do hit on a bulge and it breaks off usually the ice that's left underneath it is pretty good to hit into because mm. now you've got a concave yeah. dish if you hit into concave ice it usually isn't going to break sometimes if you hit in the wrong spot on a concave ice you can get your ice tool stuck though because um
0: it's so strong
1: well it's so strong but also as you're trying to pry it out sometimes in those concave spots you'll i've i've hit them where you get your your um the sharp part this, <laughs> the, sharp, the, <laughs> the sharpie the, thing the, at
0: the end of the tool
1: yeah the pick the pick part why am i you've got your ads and your uh, whatever
0: well a hammer and ads and, and,
1: but. and then the oh for the love Um, This is embarrassing, right? Yeah, just the pick, I guess. So you get your, the pick part in and the top of the pick, um, sometimes will get like wedged up against the ice. And so now you can't like pry up. It doesn't give you any where to kind of wiggle your, your pick. And there have been times where I like, I'll be sitting there for five minutes trying to get my ice tool out of the ice and it's just wedged in there solidly. And that's not not a very common thing, but if you do a lot of ice climbing, you'll probably run into that situation once or twice anyway. But yeah, so there's, there is some technique and a lot of those things that knowledge you'll just pick up as you do a lot of it.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't know how hard to swing. Like you like got to kill the ice with this or we murdering ice fall or can you just like simply lay it on there and then there's technique to the, the flicking of the, the tools onto the, I mean, there's like some, there's that. So YouTube. <laughs> yeah. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube that. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people
1: swing way too hard. Yeah. And wear themselves out. You don't have to swing very hard. You usually don't even have to swing so much as flick, you kind of flick from your wrist. And if you need a little more momentum, you flick from your elbow. Um, you don't want to swing from your shoulder usually. um, and uh yeah, that's I mean there's a lot lot to it. If we wanted to do another episode one day on technique and stuff we can, but I think most listeners think it's interesting but aren't necessarily like
0: rushing out rushing out
1: to do it. But some people I have to say, there are a few things, a few activities that I've done that have gotten me more addicted than ice climbing. But now that I've done a lot of I, I did a lot of ice climbing for about three or four years, uh, five years, something like that. I'm kind of I'm not over it. I still enjoy it, but I'm not as obsessed with it now because I like to ice climb, but I like to ice climb in new places. I've climbed all the waterfalls. I mean, there's only like three in the Ogden area, um, and two really reliable ones in the Ogden area, and I've climbed those so many times that I still love to ice climb, but I want to go to new places to ice climb so
0: anyway okay there you go it's ice climbing ice climbing 101 101 cool intro there it is Yeah.
1: so uh anyway hopefully you guys found this uh you the listeners found this interesting and and it makes you want to uh either go ice climbing or you feel completely confident that you'd never want to i don't know (laughs) um but if you do want to go ice climbing, we do have some ice climbing gear at gear30.com a little bit. Um, we used to have a ton of ice climbing gear, but uh, I think that was because I was so interested in it, not because the community demanded it.
0: it takes somebody it. like you to get the community into it. Um, yeah. The more you took people out, maybe more people would go. But it is not something people come in and ask for a lot. Um, but we have it. We carry yeah. it in the yeah. shop.
1: So... Um, so, check out gear30.com for your ice climbing needs or general winter needs. We got a lot of good deals on there right now. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at gear30. Like us on Facebook. Leave us a friendly review and, and don't forget to click subscribe. And then uh, I think that's it. So, thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Mm-hmm.